Hello, and welcome to Space Battles, a transformative real play podcast that reimagines the latest trilogy of a popular space combat franchise. If you're joining us for the first time, stop here and start at episode one of A Shattered Galaxy. Otherwise, previously you will have heard. Uh, so, uh, shall we begin uh, with you guys? Uh, heading back from your sort of uh, conference with Chundar, for uh, lack of a better term. Uh, Senator, how much are you going to fill the party in on uh, what Chundar has told you? Um, I assume pretty much all of it. Um, he is definitely going to be asking questions because she only got like a half, half-baked half version of it. Sure, what are you asking the Senator? I think that she's, weirdly, I think she's asking like vocabulary questions. <laughs> where that she's act- like attracts actually where she's like making some wookie noises and is like i got lost because of this word what does it mean and then she's like like oh, okay i thought it meant something like very different or something like you know like peak nerd mm-hmm. like confused but also earnest uh just like learning some duolingo essentially yeah. the little space duolingo owl is very pleased with her now the space duolingo owl has four eyes and six wings and uh, right. it's kind of terrifying it's it's a that sounds like a seraphim <laughs> uh well we don't need to get into all that i don't know anything about that senator what uh are, are you gonna teach are you gonna try and mostly just teach a vocab lesson um i mean i i will obviously answer vocab questions that are asked but i suspect that the senator will at least discuss a little bit of the context surrounding these vocabulary words. Okay. Yama would ask too, once they're kind of, I guess, safely out of earshot from the rest of the, I guess, Chundar's crew. Mm-hmm. Just, so what did he say? Although I was not able to, go to negotiate a complete ceasefire, he has, for the moment, agreed to avoid re- New Republic targets. Um, and he would like us to prove that nonviolence is an answer. Um, he's given us a lead to a hut mining operation that I think we should investigate. Are you surprised by that level of generosity? Or I guess acquiescence by him? I'm um uh I don't want to speak for the senator, but you know, your parting with Chundar was largely based on his, you know, his disappointment and disillusionment. Um he he was always very devoted to you and the let down of that devotion not really going the places he wanted it to was part of his disillusionment. So he's a very passionate individual, is Chundar. I feel like Eshka doesn't say much, like is mostly just, you know, absorbing the information of what transpired. But I think she, I don't know how to phrase it. She has learned the power of friendship over time, but I think she still has more of a soft spot for droids than for people. <laughs> so <laughs> I think she's like, oh, you see 20, your friend. And, and oh, it, it's so sad that that happened. But I'm so glad you got to talk and that you're, you're you know, maybe things are like, like you know, she's not saying any of this, but I feel like on the inside, she's a little like, oh, buddy. Oh, the little, dro- the little droid man who runs part of the galaxy. Yeah, not not in like a not in like a condescending way, but just a very fond way. Sure, uh, this is a moment of emotion for Eshka. Um, Eshka, as you are uh, as you are getting on the ship, and Mia is preoccupied, you know, learning uh, from the Duolingo Seraphim. Uh, the the coordinates that Chundar has promised 
have arrived on the console. There is uh, like a blinking message and uh, like, a, like a nav point is accessible to you now. Would you like to see what it is or where it is? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, you can get a fix on the location. Uh, I would like you to give me an outer rim, please, uh, to ascertain uh, real information about the system. Alrighty. Okay, well, uh, with two successes and three advantage, this is a planet uh, called Baldemnik, and it is on the northern edge uh, inside Hut Space. Uh, if you're looking at the grid, it is grid square R7, although it is not uh, marked on the map. It is a very minor system. <clears throat> so looking on the on the map, uh, you can see that it is inside of the hut space and it is along the Perlemian route and it is sort of unusual as the nav point uh, is, is, is sort of drawn up because uh, there is a, a, an area of what is called uh, thick space, basically space that is less, less permeable to uh, hyperdrive travel along, uh, which, you know, right next to a trade route, which is a very, you know, thin space, very acquiescent to hyperdrives kind of a celestial oddity that um but it is in between a beam and and that Ge quote unquote geographically speaking uh with two successes you know that uh yeah that's 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 what i'll say uh you know you know from the brief inf amount of information that chundar has given you that it is a cortosis mining planet but other than that hard to describe what exactly you uh hard to, hard to know really anything beyond that description that i have given so far okay. uh, other people along learning about upon learning about baldemnik can uh, also give me outer rim rolls if they'd like and quick question yes with it being in this strange sort of confluence of thick space and thin space, does that make like precision with the coordinates much more important? Like, like what are? Yeah, astrogation will be more difficult, um, okay. and the journey, essentially, the journey will take longer than you might expect uh, for traveling. You know, ninety-five percent of the way along a major trade route. Okay, that's that's mostly what it comes down to. It's a little trickier to get there than it would appear to be because you know it it appears to be very easy and in fact it will be of moderate difficulty okay uh no one else really knows much about the place so you know eshka's brief uh brief man words are really hard for me tonight eshka's brief exposition is about all you're going to really get in in the way of uh in, in the way of description about this place are there any other thoughts, questions? So let's, yeah, I'm down let's to head there. Yeah, I, think, mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I think Kiyama and is just going to start changing some clothes out and make things less obvious, even though she still stands out like a sore thumb. But sure, a little less Jedi Roby. A little less Jedi Roby. And I think G is going to use any sort of travel time to try and research cortosis as much as possible because given they spent so much effort trying to get a lightsaber recently and still have not yet achieved that the realization mm -hmm. that oh they're all just things that make lightsabers not as cool yeah you don't want to get instantly nerfed basically 
Yeah, I don't. I don't <laughs> want planned obsolescence in the the tools that I choose. For sure. I think Kiyama would help him out on that okay. because that is a topic of. I'm sure. No, that not. I'm sure that is something she's very interested in. Uh, so I am seeing a two failure astrogation. I was gonna wait and see how long you noticed that. Oh God. <laughs> You know, it's depressing. Every time I have a bad astrogation roll, I save up energy to give myself more astrogation points. So at some point, I'm going to max out astrogation and just have shitty luck on it every time. Yeah, I mean, that is really shitty luck. It's only a three difficulty roll. And on two, on two yellows and two two greens, you only rolled one success. I literally um, like it. We're like off a major pathway, aren't we? Like, we're yeah. going on a pretty so, normal way. Like, I fucked right. up. So I you just, won't even... I was clearly pull... studying Wookiee a little too... Shrewook a little too hard. So yeah, we're going to have to... Mm-hmm. I was going to say, my mental model of what just happened to Mia is, like, it, you ever get on a highway and there's, like, no real cars around and you're just kind of jamming? Mm-hmm. You miss your exit? That I feels like what it is. Exit. Where you just... Yeah, you're so relaxed and zen, you got all that advantage, but... Uh, yeah. So you almost miss your exit, and uh, you you kind of do the thing where since nobody else is on the highway, you go screeching in a in like a Tokyo drift kind of thing to try and get to the exit in time, and you don't make it, and instead you just drift into the berm, and are now facing into what little oncoming traffic there is. Cool. In thick space. In uh, thick but that's further down. But that's further down the road. The astrogation roll isn't going to go wrong until uh, you're trying to get off of the Prelemian trade route. Cool. Um, so on the way, I would like uh, I would like both Ji and uh, Kiyama. Uh, Kiyama, I'd like you to go first since you are assisting Ji. Um, make me an education roll, please. Okay, I do apologize. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's five failures. You don't know anything about cortosis, but what's worse is that you think you do. Yeah, yeah I, I... <laughs> actively unhelpful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to roll uh, for mm. destiny points real quick. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. You love Riddle. to see it. Uh, five dark sides, one light side. Do I'm going to absolutely. Love to see it? This yeah, is I'm... not going well for us tonight, guys. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to absolutely raise. I'm going to raise the difficulty of this. Uh, and G, I would like you to also make me an education roll, please. Okay. Come on, smart character. <laughs> Come on, G. Real real quick, I'm just trying to see if there's anything at all I can do to make this less awful. Can you use our one light side? No, don't use our light side point. I don't. Well, we, so we have two now, but I don't think I can because I don't think I can if Brian's using the dark side point, unfortunately. And yeah, I guess I'll just roll. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Education, you said? Yes, please. That is wow. Success and a threat. Incredible. Uh, from downtown. Uh, so th- this is a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm going to charge you a strain because uh, this is a little bit difficult because Kiyama is just wrong. Uh, she is telling you that, like, I, you know, cortosis is invulnerable. It's invincible. It's super difficult to mine. Um, you know, all of these things, like she is extraordinarily worried. Uh, she just thinks that, you know, like if they get a significant cash, it'll be the end of the end of the Jedi, all of this stuff. 
working myself into a tizzy and it's getting to the point where I'm guessing Ronus is just going to be like, okay, honey, you need to stop. Sit. Yeah. And, like, and just go in a court, like go, go to your room. And like, a, like after a few hours of her just like pacing <laughs> and like clenching her fists, uh, Ronus just kind of apologetically like guides her uh, off to quarters. G and you know, it's, it's kind of a tense situation with your peers and friends being so worked up. Uh, but what, what you piece together is actually, um, it took a long time to use cortosis because in its natural state, uh, it's, it's shitty. It's, um, it, it, it's very brittle, flaky. Um, it's a good conductor, uh, but there's not, there's not much redeeming value to it. It's hard to work. Uh, but if you do put it in an alloy, it becomes really, really strong. It becomes an excellent uh, dissipator of energy rather than a conductor. Uh, which is why it's so powerful against lightsabers. It, you know, it, it disrupts immensely the 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 plasma loop and the magnetic field that holds it. Um, often, you know, outright turning off lightsabers more than anything else. Uh, so disrupting it at the source is good, and moreover, could be really easy because the mineral itself uh, is very uh, destructible, and the alloying process is very difficult and very precise. Uh, so there's a lot of things that could go wrong and could be disrupted. Got it. So it's very easy to like slag the raw materials essentially. Yeah, render them useless. Absolutely. Okay. Does it? And it does it seem like just lightning does like electrical current going through it would do that? Given they're a high conductor and cause um, that to bond. It's quite? possible uh, okay. if uh, if there's a if there's a strong enough ground nearby them. Absolutely. Noted. All right. I guess the other thing I wanted to think about is, is there any reason to use Cortosis other than being anti-Jedi? Or rather, anti-lightsaber, I should say. Like, it seems it was, like it's... He said it was good armor. Just, if when mind well, it was, it's good armor, period. Yeah, but, but is it like... Can, if it can block a, a, a lightsaber, it can probably block any kind of blaster bolt. Yeah, it's probably just amazing armor. Yeah, it is. Because uh, it, it also dissipates the... Uh, as Mia pointed out, it also dissipates blaster fire. Okay. Uh, the one, the the one thing it's not particularly good at because it's still it makes for a relatively fragile alloy is it's not particularly good against slug throwers, which is just Star Wars for a gun, right? Yeah, it's space battles for gun. Time to go the Mandalorian route, guys. <laughs> um, kind of follow up question. It would also just be bad against the equivalent of a space bat, right? Uh, I mean. It's still a metal, and it's you know alloyed with oh, steel, okay. so That's it wouldn't fair. be it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, bad. It's still, it'd be equivalent. It would turn a bat into a lightsaber and back and forth, so to speak. But right at the same time, a bat against full plate metal is not. Yeah, still not great. Effective. Yep. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a look at that <laughs> that disastrous uh astrogation roll well maybe not disastrous that very that that pretty not good astrogation roll uh you come out of dark uh dark space uh you come out of you come out of thick space uh a bumping and a rolling and i need a piloting a piloting space test uh that i am going to spend a dark side point on uh to upgrade yeah uh so a triumph and two successes uh is cool. is enough to you panic um you know as you're as you're sort of during doing your um 
as you're doing your sort of Corellian drift and you punch it hard. You just follow your instincts and you come screaming out of hyperspace at a terrifying, uncomfortable speed headed straight into like down into Atmo. You are you have made an insanely dangerous jump too close to a planet and the with the nose of the ship like burning red you yank yourself up at a awful angle um can i actually get from everybody as this is happening uh some kind of physical test i resilience yes resilience is exactly what i want can i get a a resilience test from everybody man did i fail resilience oh my god i have neutral resilience uh, I don't yes. know how I did that, but I'm okay with it. Uh, Eshka is the only person who's relatively comfortable with this. Eshka's uh, flown with Mia enough at this point. Yeah. How did Ronus do? Yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> that is a good question. Uh, Ronus is Ronus yeah. has also flown with his baby sister enough. Ronus has uh, also flown with Dad and Uncle Luke enough. Yeah, very true. Uh, everybody else, I'm going to charge you two strain as, you know, the, the, the tremendous view of Baldemnik suddenly filling all of the viewports and the sickening angle at which Mia miraculously managed to turn uh, has caused you terrible distress. Uh, but you, after that, you know, heroic uh, piloting space, you you are in a stable orbit. Uh, you're all fine now. We're all fine. Oh, I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, you are, actually. Uh, both Xi and Kiyama are nause- nauseated, if not vomiting. I this, hope this, she doesn't vomit, because vomiting if you have a mask on. Uh, yeah, is awful. Is, uh, they, they would be. They would. They would have to choose between suffocating or suffocating. Yeah. Um, maybe I have an extra, like a special little straw just for vomit or something. Like an that. ejection tube. We'll have to yeah. consider it. Kiyama just does like the you know like I'm just gonna go throw up and then I'll feel better. I just gotta. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, not enjoying that roller coaster. Uh, VC20, it occurs to you that in the future, organics might appreciate some air sickness bags. Or ginger pills. Let's uh, get some space ginger pills next time we are at Space CBS. And uh, can I have Force-sensitive people make me a vigilance test, please? Yeah. All right. Uh, interestingly, both G and Kiyama notice this, and Ronis does not. There is a presence down on the planet. Um, definitely something emanating, like a, like a strange whisper or a cold spot deep in a pool of water. Does it feel at all familiar? You got three successes. I will say that that is maybe the most unsettling part of it. It does not feel at all familiar. Okay. That is both reassuring and terrifying. Have we touched down and are like out of the, the ship now? Uh, no, you guys are just in orbit. Uh, mm. Where where would you like to land is my next question. So, like, Kiyama goes to the senator and asks, "Did do you know where we're going? Are we... What You said he gave you a task to try and do something with nonviolence. What is that task? So I guess my question is, is like, are, do they know we're coming? Or are we just going down and asking, hey, where's your mine? Or... Um. I think the senator is a little bit surprised by this question, not because it's an unreasonable question, 
um, because it because it's maybe something he should have thought about a little harder. Um, he was just so excited to like have this opportunity to maybe convince Chundar to stop being a terrorist. That, uh, I don't think he considered the mission very strongly. Well, Chundar's challenge to you was more general. Like, show me that change can happen without my way of doing things. This, uh, this lead on Cortosis was, um, I mean, I won't say it's separate. If you can resolve this, you know, pacifistically, um, it would probably impress him. But this, this, uh, this lead of, on the Cortosis is more of like, um, like, like his own olive branch extended to you. Like you've promised not to rat him out, even though you've found him, he's promising to, in a way, aid you and your Jedi friends. Um, the the challenge of nonviolence is more like, can you pass UBI or you know the equivalent? Well, in that case, um, I guess we're hoping to resolve things peacefully. But if a couple of non-peaceful things happen, that's uh, sometimes the way it goes. Uh, as to as to location, uh, someone can give me a computer's test to uh, try and use sensors to get down to the planet. Um, or to try and find, you know, like mining operations on the planet. Okay. Uh, so with four successes, Eshka, you're able to use the actually pretty rudimentary sensor suite in, you know, your, um, you know, you guys have switched over to the Perry, uh, which is very well equipped. So I take that back. Uh, so with the, with the Perry's assistance, and you actually should have gotten a bonus, uh, you're able to very quickly locate, uh, a, probably a dozen different mines. Baldemnik is a ocean planet. Uh, over, I would say I would say that over 95% of its total surface area is covered in water. Um, but more particularly, you're able to rule out very quickly all but one of the mines based on their byproducts. Uh, with the with the with the help of the Perry's sort of Wikipedia uh, you narrow it down to this is the this is the one place that's not producing like bauxite or copper or silver things of that nature just based on the atmospheric emissions and nearby runoff. I will share this information with the party. All right, seems like Eshka's got a lead. Can we see? Uh, are they exporting stuff from this? Like are things getting taken from this location to a secondary location? So getting in closer to it, uh, you can see that it is on an island uh, that is fairly remote, um, but is one of the closest large coastlines is a spaceport. Um, there is some marine traffic between the two. It stands to reason that that's probably where they're transporting the, uh, whatever they're getting out of this mine to. Uh, you have it. You have at this point also uh, entered into orbit over a spaceport and uh, are you know an unknown ship in hut airspace. So there is a beeping light on the console. You are being hailed. We shouldn't pick up the phone. Do we want to just land? Act like our comms are broken. So I have a question, Brian. Sure. We are currently an aircraft that contains two of the three children of Leia, the Hut Slayer. Yes. How concerned should I be? Uh, probably I, pretty. Uh, I in fully, addition, to- I fully prepared that this is like this is absolutely on brand for this to be the first time Mia's thought about any of this, but she's definitely thinking about it now. Uh, in addition, you are also carrying one of the most wanted people in Hut space. 
That's true. We really are. Hi. <laughs> You're such a weird little cat. Um, okay, so Mia's going to look around and she's going to point at Ashka, Ronis, and then herself and say, we don't talk right now. Is there anybody on this ship who is not universally recognized? And she looks at G. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I like to think I'm, I'm a star in my own right, but that's fair. Okay, and then Kiyama is just going to shove everybody like either out of the cockpit or to the corner and points to the blinking light until she answer that so they don't mm-hmm. shoot us down. I will uh, hit it. And so we're not on view at all. <laughs> all of the <laughs> all of the recognizable people are away. Uh, there is a there. There is actually no uh, holographic transmission. It's purely auditory, and there's a voice that says, "Keep a bump, Keep a bump, Keep a bump, Shibaka." Okay. Uh, the, this is Brian. The, can you yeah. please remix you and Kevin making those noises into like a club song? Yeah, yes. Put some Thank put some instant instant in it, into it. <laughs> uh, af- after a moment, the translator kicks in, and the the to- the tone is you know flat, robotic, affectless, but the 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 irritation is fairly clear, and they're saying. Unknown craft, what are you doing in our airspace? Looking to trade under the impression there are rare materials of interest to me here. There are no such materials. You have the wrong planet. You may land and trade. All right. Be done shortly. And then I hang up. Okay. Are you guys going to try and land directly on that island, or are you going to like dock at the spaceport and follow all the rules? Uh, I might be misunderstanding. I thought the spaceport was on the island. Uh, it is the it is the closest like large coastline. The actual mine is located on a small island, fairly distant from it. Got it. Um, I think we should land on the actual island. Okay. Or on the, uh, sorry, not on the island. On the spaceport. I said okay. that exactly wrong. I would like to follow all the rules because the vibe that I got with the annoyed is they're the sort of people who will just start shooting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mia, you ready to follow some rules for once? Absolutely. Alrighty. This is piloting planetary now? Uh, yes, please. I'm following yeah, those yeah. rules real well right now. Yeah, you knock it out of the park. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> as far as docking processes go, uh, it's actually fairly straightforward. Um, I am going to make a check for mysterious reasons. And it's a failure. Okay. You land uh, without issue. There is a 500 credit docking fee. Uh, Senator, you can take care of that fairly easily. Uh, but they, I mean, they, other, other than that, they say that the docking fee is recurred every standard galactic week. Other than that, you're not given any problems. You have a berth and a place to put the parry. Excellent. Um, it's so- also, it's easy enough to charter uh, a boat. The spaceport is dank, humid. Um, I mean, it's plasteel and uh, steelcrete everywhere. There's, you know, dozens of species bumping up into each other, but on every corner and sometimes two on a corner, there are a, a mix of what look like private security forces. And interestingly, um, you spot some like repurposed true empire armor. Uh, a lot of these private security forces maybe are ex-stormtroopers. Interesting. Are there any in the security force that aren't wearing armor? Like, is there a certain vibe or look that they all 
kind of uh, they all have they they all have a uniform. Uh, it's like a like a like a tight uh, black um, almost almost like a it, it almost looks like a dress uniform in that it has like the the small half mandarin collar um, and each person in the in the in the private security force has like a like a number of yellow stripes on the left shoulder maybe indicating service time maybe indicating rank it's not exactly clear um eshka you can give me an outer rim to maybe talk a little bit more about the hut private security forces will do theoretically i should know about this but we'll see if i can access that part of my brain today i can okay. Uh, so with five successes, uh, you know that they have a, um, the huts don't really have like a standing army. Uh, so they have like five or six different mercenary companies that they have kept on their payroll for upwards of 20 years for most of them. And these contracts sort of outline the internal divisions and frictions of the hut cartels you know you'll have three or four uh hut gangs gang lords that will pull together their money and all share uh like the black star company for a year uh, and you'll have two more uh, that will rent out the Red Suns, and so on and so forth. Uh, these are all Black Star Company, uh, sta- like standard divisions. The the repurposed uh, Imperial Army is actually not a mark of former service, uh, but they're trophies. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Black Star Companies can wear enemy armor if they've killed that enemy. Um, so all of these guys have killed storm tro- stormtroopers. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is that uh, Black Star Company is part of the the section of gang lords, the alliance of hut gang lords uh, that Shingo is part of. Complicates things a bit. Yeah. Can we invert a trash can over my head and I can pretend to be a droid? Uh. <laughs> Make lots of beeps and boops. Uh, well, yeah. you you still have your wig, don't you? I forgot about that. We could spend a day dyeing your fur, <laughs> making you go brunette. You know, it's not for sure that they'll know you. Uh, they haven't recognized the Perry yet, but it does make things potentially dangerous. Yeah. Um. Kind of uh, additional clothing do we have on the Perry? Yeah. An amount, uh, like you could always, uh, you could always just go get Kiyama's Jedi robes and swaddle <laughs> Eshka in them. Like you guys have Good lots idea, of options. Good idea, actually. Yeah. Like dire green, she's just Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ship green. There might be some extra paint. Just That's true. Do we have any extra paint from our? Uh, it, I mean, it would have been used in the spaceport. Um, oh. It's uh, it's not going to be on board the Perry. It's also very toxic. You don't want yeah. to like dip Eshka <laughs> in in spaceship paint. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel like if paint is designed for like atmospheric entry, it's not designed for skin or fur, for that matter. Uh, so what's it going to be? Wig, robes? How do you want to do it? Let's uh, let's go with. Wait, am I making this up, or did we once dress me up like uh, like a? Uh... 
Oh, shit. What are they called? Like um like a Jawa? Like a Jawa. Yeah. Uh, I think it's possible. Do you, That's uh, probably the best idea. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's have you disguised uh, as a Jawa then. Well, and I think Mia brought up a good point. Everybody on this ship is in some way very recognizable. Mm-hmm. Like we have a yeah. s- senator, we have the children of Leia, we have you know a prime target, and we have Luke Skywalker's lieutenant. So I think. I think everyone should wear wigs. Yeah, everyone. I think <laughs> I think Kiyama's going to do the whole like, okay, scrounge around for what we can find. And then the least recognizable people go out and buy more clothes for everybody else to disguise in. And we just. <laughs> so okay. she can, But she gets to do whatever she wants. She yeah. can do whatever he wants. Nobody yeah. knows who they are. <laughs> and what what is Kiyama going to do? She's like the only chiss in like. This uh, I mean, galaxy. Maybe, maybe, maybe she needs to use her spare robes or wear yeah. a big hat. She's she's going to keep her robes and she's doing the whole like arm wraps, gloves, wrist wraps, like everything just to like high necked clothes. Just okay. So here's very what I'm, like an ascetic monk. Here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm actually going to boil this down uh, kind of to Eshka's discretion. Uh, so Eshka, I'd like you to make me a, uh, a skullduggery roll, please. Okay. That's such a fun skill. Okay. Uh, so with one success, you're able to, you think, pretty effectively uh, get everybody disguised. You know, like, Kiyama's all wrapped up. Uh, Ronis uh, has on, like, very non-Jedi clothes and is doing something, like, very dumb with his hair. Maybe he has glasses on. <laughs> um, the, 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 the senator, you, like put, a, like, put a hat on him and an apron um, to make him look, you know, considerably less dignified. Uh, uh, Eshka has her wig on, so on and so forth. And you, you know, you traipse off the the Perry, looking uh, more more of a motley crew than ever. And the 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 ferries are fairly easy to find. You know, in addition to being a spaceport, it's also a like a like a standard maritime port. So there are large cargo ships coming and going. There are smaller passenger ships that are traveling on standard routes, but there's also a section where a, a ship can be chartered uh, anywhere from, you know, high grade luxury yachts to small, like two person uh, motorboats. This is also once you've gotten away from the cradles and berths and like very gray, harsh, brutal. Uh, architecture of the spaceport to the port is lovely like more lovely than you would ever expect uh, from from a hut city the you know the diversity and <laughs> breadth of species expressed no longer seems strange and threatening and more like exotic and inviting and the 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 sun is shining the the smog is minimal it's night and day from the from the spaceport awesome can we try and find a place that seems like it would be an arms dealer? Uh, there, there, there are stores where you can purchase weapons for sure. Yeah, I want a, like a shady store though. I want. Is there the equivalent of a like the equivalent of a gun show where you maybe can get invited into a back room, or mm. they're just sort of normal storefronts? It's largely normal storefronts. Um, the, the, the heavily militarized police presence has made things 
um, a little bit more above board because uh, it's easier for the huts to keep track of. But it is still a hut world. Like, there's no way there's not something like that. Uh, I'll take an underworld roll from, you know, G can make it or whomever feels confident that they could sort of ferret out the kind of thing G's looking for. Two successes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so two successes from G, two successes from Mia. Uh, you you find uh, it's not a gun show exactly, um, but there is a it's actually like a like a bespoke electronics store that uh, uh, Mia and G recognize that there's like certain scratches on the uh, on the on the hollow projector that shows the the storefront. Uh, it's Magrunin's general, uh, or like Magrunin's bespoke uh, circuitry, I think would be the best way to put it. And he's definitely selling something here. And the uh, the extra scratches kind of imply violence. Uh, the the implication being that like here is some place where on the down low, people in the know can either can purchase violence, whether that means weapons, hitmen. You're not entirely sure, but McGroonin's seems like a good place to start. Yeah, I'll I'll head in there. Okay, inside uh, at the at the counter, there are there are like gizmos, gadgets, gigaws, all manner of like very very interesting uh, curios, all electrically powered. There's like things that look like perpetual motion, um, like spinning tops, uh, like Tesla coils, all kinds of weird stuff littering the shelves and behind the counter is a protocol droid not dissimilar from vc20 although with more of like a rounded faceplate up there their casing has been uh, instead of the standard metal has been entirely replaced with uh multi-colored slabs of gem uh they 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 move they look like stained glass almost casting weird reflections from the light off at, at every angle as they as they walk around or even make the slightest movement and as your as your crew enters McGrunin's, the droid moves over not moving their arms very much almost like a floating kind of walk and says in a <clears throat> kind of ethereal metallic voice hello of what service can i be today I'm interested in some wares. Of course you are. I saw many fine things. What, uh, what particularly interests you? Um, and at this point, she is going to casually take out some of their, like, weirder drugs and just do the equivalent of, uh, the modern world equivalent of a casual bump of cocaine to just establish a seedy, this, like, underworldy vibe. Okay. Um... I've uh, run into a bit of trouble with a very peculiar kind of enemy, and I need a little bit of help dealing with them. I see. Well, in this world, there are peculiar enemies and peculiar friends. I feel that you and I may be peculiar friends, Master Keldor. I feel the same way, Master Droid. And you get the very strong impression that the droid uh, is more similar to VC-20 than a standard protocol droid. A droid kind of unshackled either intentionally or through years of experience from the the standard dictates of their programming. And 
as you, as you kind of acknowledge them, they move towards the back, uh, where, near to where they were initially standing, and are fiddling idly with some of the gadgets under that counter. You can see their multicolored hands moving in inside the glass case. And the droid says, Can you give me any further details about your strange enemies? Of course. I, uh, seem to have made myself enemies with a very powerful man. You might be familiar with him. He's all the talk in these parts. He goes by the name Skywalker. I see. A strange enemy indeed. But... While we may be able to choose our friends, we rarely choose our enemies. I think I may have something for you. Are you looking to take the fight to your enemy, or primarily defend yourself, or both? I like to make sure that I'm protected when I need to be, and at a moment's notice, I can take advantage of when they're not. So both, if you would. I see. Uh, step more clo- step closer to me, please. I do so. Uh, you see his eyes, <clears throat> you see the droid's eyes light up internally for a moment and then fade. And they say, I will return and do one last fiddly thing with one of the gadgets under the, under the counter. And a panel slides silently uh, to the side just behind them. And, I mean, true to their word, they're only gone for about 15 seconds before the panel slides back open. And there's a long uh, pole of, like, an ugly grayish metal uh, in the droid's right hand. And almost like a t-shirt of something made out of the same thing in their left. And the droid steps around the counter, leans the, the, the pole, which is has to be like two and a half meters long up against the wall and says the pike there should address any issues you may have when taking the combat to Skywalker himself. Uh, the shirt here will deflect even the weapons of a Jedi or a Sith should you make an even more peculiar enemy. And he makes like a horrible clanking noise that you infer after a moment is laughter. I'll chuckle in my own oddly clanky robotic way. Um, I must be honest, my, uh, my arms aren't exactly the strongest in the world, so unfortunately I'm not sure I can make much use of that pike. But what would you like for this, this shirt? The droid pauses and looks you up and down again and says, I should warn you that uh, when you, when we make friends such as you and I are making friends right now. There's uh, there's no haggling. I want to be very clear on that. Understood. I don't want to waste your time. I expect you not to waste mine. Then, no less than 10,000 credits for the shirt. Um, Kevin, question. Uh-huh? How much is 10,000 credits? What sort of... What sort uh, of... It's, it's extraordinary. Uh, it's, okay. it's very expensive. Like, uh... How many credits hmm. do... If I were to just say vc20 but not use that actual name mm-hmm. pay the person and start making for the shirt would vc20 be able to produce 10,000 credits i uh, know on no hmm. uh especially out here cut off from you know alliance or uh cut off from republic resources i believe right now vc20's cred stick has about 4,000 credits on it 
that uh, that is quite a bit pricier than I was hoping. And I do not say that with the intent to haggle. I unfortunately say it with the intent to sadly pass, as that is too rich for for myself. Um, not at all. I, I I respect an honest customer, and I. From what I've seen, you have certain wares that I think may sell well here. Oh? You, you've, you've told me quickly of your status, and so I will uh, tell you quickly that, in, in turn, for your respect for my time, that uh, should, you, should you sell some of the things you were yourself consuming before, you might, you might be able to make up the difference, provided the difference is not too much. Mm. Um, you give me a charm roll, please. I don't think I'm actually charming, unfortunately. No. Uh, the, uh, so Magrunin, for that's uh, almost certainly who this droid is, uh, picks up the pike rather effortlessly and begins their slow uh, gliding walk uh, back into back behind the secretive panel behind the counter. I am curious. I I do not come. I do not come as a representative of myself. There is a person that I work for that might be interested in acquiring more. It would take me quite some time to get the, the credits. Um, but if I were to if I were to desire to purchase 20 such shirts, would I be able to? And do you have any sort of bulk rates? Uh, now it is my turn to unfortunately demure. This is a this is a new product, only recently passing this way, and their supply is quite limited. You can tell your employer that five such shirts can be produced. Noted. Thank you and, very much for your time. And for a bulk rate, I would be willing to drop the price by 10%. Most generous. And I will bow um, and be on my way. Okay. All right. So we have this mining... At the very least, Grunin doesn't trust me enough to tell me that he has more than five. Um... Were we all in there, or were we waiting outside and you went in? Uh, I kind of imagined everyone in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, showing up as a roll crew is a good idea for criminal operations. But sort of standing back, the um, G will have conveyed prior that if anything ever goes south, the pitch is, uh, I mean, we have chauffeur, two bodyguards, uh, a, a Jawa that I keep around just because it's fun and a translator and that's like the entourage that my gang boss sent me with okay i was about to say you've got the two jedi as the two strongest people so at least we look big yeah everybody Um, roughly looks their part um i mean at this point i'd personally be interested in staking out the either the ports like the the actual marine ports um or going to the island i'm not sure what other people are feeling group is anxious in a public space. So I think she'd rather get going and do the action things. Yeah, I think Kama's also a bit wanting to see this mine. Um, Let's try and charter a boat then. Hell yeah. The uh, the group has tried to do stealth before and it's uh, (laughs) proved to not be exactly their forte. Well, you know, you never know if it'll go better this time unless you try. I guess there's the thing, is stealthing blending, does that include blending in? Is that stealth? Versus like, hey, we're trying to not be seen versus we just don't want to call attention to ourselves? Uh, Both could be stealth, yeah. Oh, darn, okay. 
uh, or skullduggery, as the case may be. All right. Uh, so chartering a boat is straightforward. The the your best prospect, um, and you don't mind if I just kind of narrate this to move it along, and also because I have a fun image of how this goes. Uh, unless you guys have very specific uh, specifications that you want to make in searching for your boat, um, the your best bet is probably a Quarren gentleman, um, a a squid faced figure, uh, not dissimilar to one of the Jedi that uh, VC twenty made friends with on the temple in Felucia. Uh, he is piloting a houseboat, actually. Uh, that has that uh, he boasts is is very comfortable inside um, and faster than she looks. But for the rate and size, it's she's the best value that you guys have been able to find. Uh, the crossing takes about three hours, I would say. the The time is good, and the craft is seaworthy? Question mark. It's a little rough in places, uh, but at long last, you. You do get to the mining island uh, with very few questions asked. Uh, it's only going to set you back 200 credits. All right. The island itself is an ugly little rock that juts out of the ocean. Uh, you can take almost all of it in at a single glance from a fairly close distance. There's very little vegetation growing here, uh, except for weird spiraling uh, cactus-armed hedges that come up probably about waist high on an average sized creature, definitely less than a meter tall. The mine itself is barely manned on the surface. There are actually just automated lights that are flickering in the setting sun. There, it's almost like nobody's home. Not suspicious. Can I do a sense out just to see if there's anybody within just a short distance? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh gosh, I don't remember how to do these force powers again. Um, let me pull up. Uh, da, 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 da. Roll your force dice. Okay, hang on. I also, I think this is just. I only have in just general sense. It's yeah, just one force dice. So let me try rolling force die. Oh, no, come on. Oh wait, I need to put it in the pool, mm -hmm. and I can roll two because I have a rating of two, right? That's right. How does that happen? So strange. Okay. Uh, I've I've rolled just for you. Uh, so you've generated two light side pips and a dark side pip. So you need to spend one of the light sides in order to use the sense. And you can spend extras to, I believe, extend the range if you have the modification. Yeah, I don't. So it's just short range. Um, and I'll just use one. Yep. Okay. Uh, there are people here, but also overwhelmingly, there is that cold sensation. That, uh, that grip of something is very close by. Is it feel like a, is it a, is it a being or is it just a, like that sense of existence? Like there is a. It's a being. Okay. It's strange, but you're, it, it feels off somehow, but you're certain it's a being. And I'll turn to the rest of the group and be like, there are a lot of, there's people here. They're not far away, but there is something else. And I don't like the way it feels. A positive, I guess, is maybe we haven't met them yet. I don't know them. Are they are they on our level? I don't know if I can tell that much with my type of sense. Okay. It's not that direct. I kind of imagine it like sonar. It's like, ping, okay, there's something in that general direction. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wasn't sure if you got an up or down direction at all. Um, Feels like something big. Is there anything you want to do on the island before investigating the mine? Not I. Is there, um, I guess, just to look around, is there any sort of like base or anything up top or is it just sort of a bare? Yeah, so as you draw a little closer, there is like a very bare bones uh, encampment. Uh, There's two towers, look like they could or should be guard towers with the lights atop them, um, which are supposed to be uh, sweeping out an area, you can tell, but they are rusted or fouled up or something. They're just kind of pointed off in kind of crazy directions, uh, shining their flickering light into the quickly descending night. There doesn't seem to be anybody actually in the encampment or on the towers. Uh, There are things that look like they could be rude homes, shacks, but nobody moving around in them. You guys think it's smart to dock here or find somewhere a little bit off the beaten path and try and hide? I'm kind of looking at out, but if we just take everything at face value in a different way, it also looks like we have a mind mount. Wait, what? My brain didn't capture it. What do you mean, We ha- looks like we have a mine now? I mean, if you find a ghost town. Oh, well, there's people here. They're just not here. So they would see our boat. I just more mean if we need a quick getaway, do we want to be running through the town where they might be? I don't know. When you say there's people here, no, no one's like around them, right? Or am I misunderstanding something? They're, they're no. on the island. They're just not in the town. Or like they're in the mine or somewhere. Yeah. Like it's not in a... Like, while the town might look abandoned or something, the whole island isn't. Gotcha. There's people somewhere around here, just not in this encampment. Yeah, we can outside the boat and find a little, little place to dock it. That's... Uh, sort of irritably, the, the, the pilot says, so you just want me to wait? Oh, right. When you charter a boat, they don't just give you a boat. That was my mental model. Um, mm, I mean, you want to come with us? Not even a little bit. Can we have the keys? Not even close. Well, so you see my my trepidation here. I can hang out, let the meter run. I'm fine with that. I can come back and pick you up tomorrow morning if you want to pay in advance, too. Might be cheaper. Um, come back in a couple days, even, if that's what you're feeling. How much does, how much does the 200 credits get us? To the island. Oh, this isn't even a return journey. Wow. Well, we didn't talk about that. Oh, right. Just feels like there should be a little bit of regulation around the the water taxi business here. If I wanted regulation, why would I work on a hut planet? That's fair. G fights for infrastructure improvements. Yeah. <laughs> in, in hut space. Um, uh, Camel yeah. looks at the rest of the group. Do you want to spend the night here or do you think we'll be in and out in a few hours? Is so, everybody here? So, so I'm not saying this in character. I'm voicing my thoughts. I'm of two minds. On the one hand, you know, it, it might be good to Stay the night. Give ourselves as much time as possible, just in case we need it. Da, 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 da. On the other hand, staying the night means that we're here longer, and considering who we all are, the less time we spend here is probably better. So I don't know what anyone else's thoughts are on that dichotomy. Are there boats on the island? Interestingly, they, there are not. Oh, I, I definitely don't want this guy to leave then. Ah. You know, here and there. 50 <laughs> credits an hour. Good God. Hey, you can always swim. I cannot, sir. Oh, well, sounds like I'm making 50 credits an hour. Where do you want me to park? And we'll direct them to a little, little alcove that seems out of the way, I guess. All right. 
Uh, he pulls the boat around and uh, cheerfully tells you that you can disembark. You're too kind. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. I pride myself on customer service. Yeah, nothing to the buff. So, as I mentioned, the island is fairly barren. Uh, the, the encampment is uh, pretty visible from most places. You've kind of tucked the boat around uh, a slight rise before the descent to the beach. So it's mostly that outcropping of land that's sheltering him from easy visibility. But once you once you crest that ridge, the it the encampment is visible from over 100 meters off. And as is the entrance to the mine. I'm, I'd like to poke around this encampment like a little bit. Okay. Uh, in particular, I'd say that I'm looking for just trying to do a real quick scan of what kind of creatures are here. And what is the overall um, the overall quality of life that they have? Like, are, is this encampment like a slave encampment for like Ewoks, or is this a place that uh, mildly wealthy blue collar Wookies work? Got it. Or somewhere in between those two. Is everybody also investigating? I think Kiama's just going to stay. She's not going to go too far one way or the other. She's just going to keep sense up. Okay. Then in that case, uh, G, can you please give me a perception check? All right, with one success, uh, you actually don't find any creatures. Uh, there doesn't seem to be anybody in the encampment right now. Uh, what you do find is a big pallet of what looks like very, what looks very similar to that ugly grayish metal uh, stacked in like like rough wooden crates. Um, just bursting with the stuff. The, the, the rocks have been stuffed in there fairly like well-packed, um, but one large pallet is just there. Uh, it's on casters, looks like it's ready to be moved. Uh, and a second one, an empty one, is nearby. Uh, Lumia, with a triumph and your three successes, you actually find that there are creatures in the encampment. They are huddled together um, all in three of the huts, and they are lying on the ground, packed like sardines, sleeping. Uh, there are a wide variety of creatures. Um, there is one Wookiee, um, mostly, hum- mostly humans, uh, a few Twi'leks, uh, a couple of other species that are more difficult to identify, including uh, a very large hairless species with uh, four arms. Looks very strong. I will further say, since you got a triumph, they all look very thin, kind of weak, um, mm. definitely kind of undernourished. Oh, although none no. of them, although none of them are like emaciating, you're not counting ribs. They all just look kind of out of shape, I guess, like like kind of skinny fat, which is weird for miners. Feeling about this? Um, not great. How many people can fit on the boat we got? Oh, uh, like twelve, probably. Okay. Can we? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Kiyama, who I assume is the strongest one. Can you go in and just like take one of the smallest ones real quick, cover their mouth or whatever, and just get them out here, and we can have a little conversation. Uh, what? Like, and she sort of like blinks and is like, "Wait a minute, what kind of conversation?" Like a positive one, one where we try and figure out what exactly is going on, one where hopefully we are able to ideally do some liberation because based on Mia's description of the event, these are these are slaves or similar. And with my sense up, 
still are these were these the only people I was sensing or they're more down by the mines because I was kind of hovering over by the entrance too. Yeah, there's definitely more down in the mines. Uh, as it, like standing by the mine shaft, that presence, that coldness is all around you. It doesn't seem to be coming from any one place, although it still feels like a person. That's what's sort of off is that the the emanation of it is so diffuse. If we're talking to anybody, we're talking to all of them. I'm not going to take someone away in the middle of the night with this, especially with whatever is down there. Does it feel force sensitive? Like, am I being watched in any sense? Do I get the feeling I'm being watched or is it just more of there is I'm sensing it? You're not sure. Um, You can give me a vigilance test, actually. Um, Let me one sec to set up the difficulty. Spending a dark side point. Can I use a light side point for this, guys? We have four. Uh, I use a dark side point, so you're unable to uh, Uh, use a light side point on this test. Give me a vigilance test, please. Oh, didn't need it. Oh, uh, so success and uh, despair. Despair. So so, some kind of despair effect has happened, though you are successful. Um, Yeah, you're being watched. This is somebody who's aware of you. Um, Who's aware of all of you. They know we're here. It knows we're here. I would rather not risk any injury or harm coming to those people that we would incur by interacting with them. And we can talk to them if we want, but I we're being watched. Do you think we should go into the mines? It hasn't tried to stop us yet, which that is either a good thing or terif- a bad thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Utterly terrifying or an invitation. Um, I don't think it would hurt to talk to any of them, but any sort of subversive rescue, this is not. Does the thing feel like a bad thing? I've never felt anything like this before. So again, that I remember. Take that what you will. Uh, And Rona says, it's like we're surrounded. I don't know why or how. That's what I feel like. That can also be the same feeling as a blanket. Uh, He just looks at you kind of strangely. Doesn't quite know what to make of that, G. Uh, so what did you decide? Down now or talk to a person? Uh, but yeah, I was just going to say... Uh, if you don't want to abduct anyone, which I can understand, I suppose, we should go down and start Yeah, there will be, there'll be no abduction. We can, If you wanted to talk to one of them here, I think I'm not going to stop you, but... It would have been an abduction for good. I would like to clarify positive outcome for all parties involved, hopefully, but... You know how it is. We can use the word abduction, though. It just doesn't. (laughs) You know how it is when you abduct someone for their own good. Involuntary liberation. Kidnapping. Adults. Uh, Can you guys see the whole map? We can. It looks very cool. Yeah. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) It's a very pretty one. Yeah, well, I just removed all the joy of discovering it, unfortunately. I don't know. There is some things. I was looking at my knitting pattern, so I didn't see it. And I had a Discord up in French of my browser. I didn't. I was just trying to find my character, so I wasn't even really paying attention to everything. I just saw pretty colors. <laughs> I was like, "Where's oh, my good. character?" Like it looked very pretty, but I don't know anything that's going on. All right. the The stone is a deep uh, reddish brown as you descend inwards. Um, there are an uncomfortable number of bones in the in the entry chamber, but what's strange about them is that they look extraordinarily old. Uh, definitely more than you know the 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 year or two that 
you kind of suppose that this operation has been running. Uh, these are things that have lain here potentially for, uh, you know, decades, potentially a century. Um, some are humanoid, uh, some look more animalian, and near to a like a like a steel floored tunnel uh, that has been slung downwards from the natural cavern, uh, the beginning of like the tr the actual mining operation. Uh, there is a carpet of these bones that have been ground into uh, like a like a fine white pea gravel or powder uh, by the passing of many many feet. That sounds cheerful. That I have Gimli in the walking in the <laughs> how much the no not the mines it's the under the mountain. Ah, going yes. to the end, city of the undead, and he's walking on the skulls. Yes. He's like, oh dear Jesus, what have I gotten myself into? The crunch. Yeah, that occasional crunch. You're like, mm. yeah. Yeah, there is uh, there is definitely the potential for crunch. 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 Start walking over it, though. Yeah, but these all seem, like, very old. Yeah, very old. It's not like... It doesn't seem like miners were just abandoned here and this uh, sort of bone carpeting in front of the actual mine shaft itself definitely feels intentional i mean yeah i feel like it's a good intimidation kind of technique um all right uh do you guys want go ahead oh sorry i was just gonna say from a roll 20 perspective i don't know how to go down this hallway but oh interesting um i can go down oh, oh got yeah. it yeah if i move there with the mouse then i can use the arrow keys you should wait for the delinquents. <laughs> Do you want the buff chest to go first? Or... Sure. Okay. Right. In this room, there are three figures. Uh, they are, you know, they are they have like pickaxes and are actively working at the walls, but they also, um, they are uniformed. They look oddly, um, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this. They're, they, they used to be well put together and they now look run down. Uh, whoever these people were, they were some kind of Im some kind of impressive prior. And as one, they turn as they hear Kiyama's footsteps and begin running at you with their pickaxes raised. And we're gonna do we're gonna do some initiative now. Oh lord! Well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, that <laughs> that okay wasn't quite expecting that. So and I guess all... that is a vigilance. For yes, initiative? Okay. I feel like there's supposed to be a button that I hit for initiative. Mm -hmm. But is it is it it's in the in, character sheet still? It's in the character sheet under combat. Okay. Always throws me off for some reason. Um, and it seemed like these people are moving with uh, such coordination. It is as if they are of one mind. That's quite a presupposition there. Uh, but they are extremely coordinated, yes. I've seen I've seen mind meld things done before with Jedi wonkiness. I'm very suspicious of any time three people diligently do a task, turn and look at someone at the same time. It is at the very least eerie. So PC, any PC? Uh, oh, since I'm in front and being run at by pickaxes, I will uh, use the force to push the closest one to me away with move. Okay. Shove him back, which I can do because. A, I have a size of two, of one, which is a human or yes, a can. humanoid. Yes, you can. All right. So again, so, roll my dice, right? Yep. Two oh. dark sides. Would well, you like... 
Can I see if I get it with first before? <laughs> if I can make it work? Oh, I thought you were saying roll my dice. Yeah, go ahead. No, see if you can see. make it work. Yes, I did. All right, we'll take yours. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Uh, it never works for you anyway, so. <laughs> Two um, light sides and dark side. I will use the light side. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so... Um, Oh gosh, I have to figure out how much I've bought in this. I have too many pages. Um, um, and I have um, an extra range band, so I will. I have two extra range bands, so I'm going to push them. Three range bands? I have two two range bands bought, so I have short and then two upgrades. Uh, you throw him into the other room. Uh, range band on this map is four squares. So oh, okay, I just chuck him backwards. Yeah, you fling him into the other room. Uh, an amount of damage is almost certainly done. Uh, PC, any PC? I, I am sorry for taking time. I'm looking at my. I realized I was muted that whole time. Sorry, y'all. I was saying I was moving forward. Okay, <sighs> Mia, Mia's going. I've been wondering. You guys have been incredibly quiet for tonight. I was trying to be diligent about my cat because she meows so much. But first of all, she wasn't meowing before dinner. She only started <laughs> meowing after dinner. And second of all, I also forgot I was muted. <laughs> okay. Would you like to make an attack? Yeah. Well, so what I was going to ask is like, how obvious is it? Like, are these people like the folks who were upstairs who were probably enslaved versus are they um, like guards types? Uh, they're, they're definitely workers. I mean, they're attacking with their pickaxes. Okay, that's what I figured, but I wanted to double check. I think Mia's gonna, she's not gonna attack. I think she's gonna shout, we don't mean you, we are, we don't want to hurt you. We're here to help. Big Skywalker energy. Yeah. Uh, give me a charm roll, please. Charm? I can't remember if I'm like my dad, where I have a charm, good charm and never roll it well. I have bad charm. Didn't work. Uh it's very stressful. Uh, you get a very bad feeling. I'm going to charge you to strain. Um, these guys are not at all dissuaded. Uh, you, you you have been very, very coldly rebuffed, Mia. In pure Han Solo fashion. Yeah. Uh, this character uh, is slowly limping forward. It looks like they've broken maybe a leg, maybe some ribs, and they're still like they're, they're forcing themselves to walk forward on it. Uh, the other two who are still in melee are going to attack. One uh, swinging a pickaxe at Kiyama, and the other is moving forward and attacking Eshka with his pickaxe. I don't uh, Kiyama, you have, you have uh, that uh, melee modified, right? I do. Oh, it's defensive training. Um, or, oh boy, gotta f- pull up my thingy. Defensive um, rating with my lightsaber, and I have. Um... They missed you. Don't worry about it. Okay, well, cool. actually, worry about it because if you don't know it, I'm gonna roll it how I remember it. But I, I, I know I have a defensive rating with my lightsaber, so I I do know that for sure. And Eshka, you are also being attacked. Oh no, a triumph. That's bad. Uh, so the the pickaxe is uh, only going to do uh, five damage before soak Eshka, um, but I do need you to make a roll on the critical chart. Now, um, can you please remind me how to do that? Is that uh, percentile? Critical in- oh, just a percentile. Oh. Mm-hmm. But if you click critical injuries, you can just click roll critical and it'll make one and add it to you. Nice. You said okay. five before soak? Yes, five before soak. Okay. Uh, 74. Uh, so you are going to lose your maneuver until the critical injury is, is healed. They got you in the leg. Ooh. And uh, you 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 are hobbling, moving moving slowly, 
and having trouble walking without tilting over. I don't care for that. Uh, as a PC, any PC. Can I use a stim pack to attempt healing that critical injury, or is that only an out-of-combat thing? Um, it's an out-of-combat thing. You can make a medicine test with a stim pack to do that. Uh, it just takes longer than a combat round would allow. Okay. Um, then I'm just going to uh, step up and try and use the force to real quick heal that. Okay. Um, not the critical, just the, the damage. For sure. Self. Um, so I will roll. And I uh, succeed. No problem. Okay. Wow. Um, so how much damage is that going to heal? Yeah, uh, that'll heal f- just four. Okay. Uh, so you, you're going to get four wounds back, Eshka. Uh, but your leg is still uh, like tender and kind uh, kind of unstable. Awesome. Thank you, Shiggy. Anytime. Uh, and then I'll step up around here. There. Good egg. PC. Next PC. I think that just leaves me. Uh, you were Eshka, but yes. Yeah, I haven't actually taken an action yet. I don't know what to do. Um, I'm mostly just going to come up and actually be in the same room as everyone else. Okay. Uh, I'm not quite sure what to do because these guys don't seem to be fighting us entirely of their own free will. Mm-hmm. But You're a more charming person than I am, so you could try what I failed to do. That's a good point. Um, yeah, I think I'll try again to... Um, rephrase what Nina said, but perhaps a bit more senatorially. Okay. Uh, you also have light side points if you want to uh, want to use those. Do we want to use those? Yes. You've got four right yeah, now. Yeah, go ahead. He's been using dark side points the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it sure have been. <laughs> Just go use them. Uh, so on a difficulty five test, uh, the senator has rolled uh, four successes. Uh, what? So <laughs> Incredible. Uh, what do you say, senator? Um, we would prefer not to fight. We would like to hear what is happening here from you. Uh, the one uh, closest to Eshka, who you know is, has his pickaxe with dipped in both and blood. That's a good point. Um, I think I, I think it's actually appropriate to refund you that point because uh, you you have three ranks in charm, right? Um, yes, that's correct. Yeah, so none of them got upgraded. Damn. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Oops. Um, no, I mean, it's all good. You still pulled through. So I uh, didn't even need it. You're just flexing on me. Uh, the, the, the one who has just dipped his pickaxe in both and blood kind of kind of staggers as he, he stops and he looks lo- kind of lost. And the one closest to you, Kiyama, she looks around uh, kind of vacantly confused. And she says, what is going on here? What is this? Oh, I had a feeling. Uh, they're, they're, they're effectively stunned. Uh, the, the turn will pass to PCs. Um, if you guys want to uh, try and continue to de-escalate, uh, we can step outside of uh, and step outside of combat rounds because VC20 has achieved a, a very special result. De-escalate, de-escalate. Um, I'm going to come up and heal the person who got messed up by that force push. Okay. Um, you know, they're, they're bleeding in a bunch of places uh, from the from the rocks and everything. And re- very similar to Ashka, looks like they've suffered a critical wound that they're not recovering from right now. Uh, but the, the their wounds begin to close largely anyway. They're much more wounded than Ashka was. Uh, the, the three of them. Um, oh, wow. I'm going to spend gonna... some strain to make that a light side point with oh, from your um, staff staff. Yeah. Very nice. OK. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the three of them, the, the closest one to Eshka is a human man. Uh, the closest one to Kiyama 
uh, is a human woman, and the one that you've just healed, Ji, is uh, is 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 actually a Jawa of kind of indeterminate gender. They are all they're they're, they're all effectively stunned, uh, just kind of looking around confusedly, sort of as if they'd just woken up from sleeping. I'm Ji. What's your name? Uh, the, the after being healed, uh, the Jawa doesn't stops like shrinking away from you. Uh, but instead, uh, chitters rapidly and nervously and looks around. Uh, he, he points at one of the lighting fixtures on the wall. Up to it and take it off if I can. It's fixed in there. Uh, he hobbles over to you and uh, pokes at it with his pickaxe, uh, shrugs, and walks away from it. Uh, you can make me a, a vigilance test. Vigilance. Mm. Uh, with four successes... Yeah, you can tell pretty easily. This is just the Jawa being a Jawa, kind of passingly interested in in some technology. It doesn't really mean anything other than that the, the Jawa is a little bit more under his own power. Okay. Uh, finally, the human woman uh, speaks up again. It's sort of the first one who responded to uh, VC, VC20's uh, sheer hurricane of personality. And she says, who, who are you? And noticing the pickaxe in her hand for the first time, she Tosses it away. That's why, man, it smells like shit here. What are we doing? I want to get out of here. I would hold on that. What were you, what do you think you're supposed to be doing? What do you remember? Getting, uh, getting groceries in the port. Are we still in the city? No, No, we're a few hours outside. Like we would know. I I don't know, but, um, like how, how long was the boat ride? Uh, about three hours. Yeah. Three hours by boat outside of the port. You, did you bring us here? No, you attacked me with a pickaxe. Oh, sorry. I'm usually a violent person. I, I don't know why I would have done that. Um, she looks at the man standing next to her. It doesn't seem like she recognizes him. Um, and all uh, looks at the Jawas while she's, what are we, um, what are we all wearing? Why? Um, these uniforms. She's, she's entirely lost. Like you guys are going to have to kind of guide her back if you can as well as the man in the jawa yeah i think you were kidnapped and brainwashed to work here as slaves. and uh the the man finally speaks (laughs) up and and he says what what could possibly be here that's worth all that like i'm not i'm not even a minor Mm -hmm. yeah it looks like you're uh you're pretty old but the (laughs) (laughs) there's always valuables in there people are always going to be looking for for rare resources that's our belief there it's probably better if you don't know too much for your sake um okay but there's a boat and kiyama will point back way out the mine if you leave we will find you do not leave but we will be back and we can take you back to shore they look a little uh, intimidated by that, but that was intentionally intimidating. Yeah, to be like, you can go on the boat, but do not let him leave. <laughs> uh, can you give me then? Uh, yeah. Uh, can you give me a coercion then, please? Okay, and I will. Uh, oh wait, door uh, upgrade. Um, sorry, I'm just checking what I have for some of this because I have things for this, and I. Haven't really ever used it before. Um, okay, it's just that one. Um, I'm gonna suffer a strain to downgrade the difficulty. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. And then you said coercion. Yes, please. Oh, 
Uh, disregard the force points. Yeah, get those out. Uh, but yeah, with one success, they they look pretty cowed. And the woman says, "All right, all right. Uh, we won't go anywhere. We'll just head um, back that way. I think, right?" And she yeah. she points over towards BC twenty. She's like, she kind of like she kind of like steers the Jawa, um, and then noticing that he's hurt, like kind of supports him. The man, the man doesn't say anything and just starts like kind of trying to get out of there. Mm. Very suspicious that this is a temporary thing and that we were just like, hey, three bad people go to our getaway, but can deal with that when it comes. The whole place is being manipulated. Yeah. It's something that I've been, she looks at everybody, it's like, this is not a time to trust each other on this, so. Then, uh, I think that that's where we'll conclude for tonight. It's not a time to trust each other, Kiyama says. <laughs> that's a good ending line, well chosen. Daddy's made you some content. Uh-huh.